Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. Today's podcast has to do with deceptive cycles and the steps to break free. Deceptive cycles have trapped most people at one time or other. You, me, pretty much everyone. These cycles are key enemy strategies to get God's people to fail, to live defeated, to be burdened, and to struggle with discouragement. Deception formed the original temptation of Adam and Eve. So, we're not alone. Still, this was never God's plan. He wants you free to have an alive and active life. At first glance, you may conclude that you aren't deceived and that you cannot be easily tricked. While that may be true, still, it's always a good practice to ask yourself good questions. Self-assessment is an excellent tool to use, and when you use God's Word, It helps to reveal things that, if you answer honestly, can make a change. I really like good questions. They help us to look deeper. Plus, they prepare us to openly receive from God. So good questions help us to get on the same page as God. I'm going to give you maybe six good questions right now that you can start your process with. First one. What does God want to point out to me? Second, is there any unhelpful pattern in my life? Third, do I have a desire or a dream that doesn't reflect God's heart? Four, what root is in my heart that doesn't honor Scripture? Five, do I trust God's love enough to obey Him in all things? And number six, am I working out my salvation each day? That comes from Philippians 2, verse 12. Well, we're not the only ones who need to look at self-assessment often. David, the psalmist, is exemplary in being open to God's assessment. He even asked for it. Then he listened intently to hear God's thoughts. And then finally, he did something about whatever God revealed every time. In other words, David used the tool of God's assessment for his own self-assessment. That's dedication. It's trust, obedience, and commitment. Listen to one of David's recorded prayers. I'm going to give you four versions of this prayer from Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Here's the first one from the NIV. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. The next one is from the Living Bible. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test my thoughts. Point out anything you find in me that makes you sad, and lead me along the path of everlasting life. The third one is from the English Standard Version. 
Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. And then the last one I'm going to share with you, and there are many more if you just look, uh, you can look it up on the internet. This is from The Message. And I like this one. I deeply migrate toward the honest expressions and the very humble confessions of this message version. It's not my favorite study version, but it is an accurate expression of self-assessment using God's tool, God's assessment through prayer. So here's the message version. Investigate my life, O God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. Those four translation versions of Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24 reveal David's deep and intimate desire that God should know him and that he should know whatever God sees and then respond to it. I'm going to say something that has several H words in it. Here we go. Honesty and humility nurture you to be holy as you trust Jesus and obey Him. So that was honesty and humility nurture you to be holy as you trust Jesus and obey Him. And if I could just add this, H words can change your life. Honesty, humility, holy, and Him. Good questions are really helpful in identifying deceptive cycles, and we already looked at a couple of them, but there are more that deal specifically with characteristics. And it can be confusing to begin asking yourself good questions to engage an alive and active life. But this is a starter list to kind of prime your pump. And of course, there are many more, but let's go ahead with seven. Number one, do you live in peace? Two, is joy your daily experience? Remember that joy is not a feeling. It is a state of being through choices. Three, have you committed to rejoice even when life is difficult and losses crush your heart? Four, do you think that you are above slipping, making mistakes, or sinning? Five, do you trust your own judgment before using principles of God's Word? Does it have to make sense to you before you engage it? Six, how do you respond when something is brought to your attention, perhaps through accountability? Do you welcome it? And number seven, is your practice to go after your wants, or do you surrender your wants to Jesus and trust His love for you? Those seven questions deal with some pretty important things in order to be a healthy person. Peace, joy, rejoicing, thinking accurately about yourself, trusting God's judgment over your own, welcoming accountability, and making sure that your wants are surrendered to God's wants. Here are some thoughts that will help you answer those seven good questions. 
Peace is your option. Jesus gives it as a gift. It's yours. Did you pick it up? Have you opened it? That's from John 14, verse 27. The second thing that we mentioned above in our questions was had to do with your joy. So, I have some information, some thoughts about joy. Joy is a low-hanging fruit, easy picking from God. Joy is your strength. Check this out from Nehemiah 8, verse 10. God intended you to have joy. Have you claimed it? What about the third one that we asked questions about? Rejoicing. Here's some thoughts about rejoicing. Although it takes discipline and resolve, rejoicing is really not that hard. It's a simple choice. Philippians 4.4 is a good resource for that one. And then number four had to do with thinking accurately about yourself. Um, If you think that you are above and you really don't fall very often or you won't fall, then you're very close to having a fall. Proverbs 16, 18 talks about that. The scriptures always say that when we think too well of ourselves, we're very close to falling. The fifth one that we mentioned was uh, trusting our own judgment rather than God's judgment. Well, let's just say this, that trusting in your own judgment is really being pretty short-sighted on purpose. Do you want to choose to be short-sighted? Check out Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. The sixth one had to do with receiving accountability. Accountability is a critical deterrent to making mistakes. The person who is open to accountability makes less mistakes. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, and those are the uh, verses that we brought to you with several different versions. And then the seventh thing had to do with your wants. Your wants, when they're not submitted to Jesus, it really means that you don't trust His love for you. You don't trust His intentions for you. 1 John 4, 18 is a good verse to check out. So those are some things that you can remember about the... um, The topics that we explored, peace, joy, rejoicing, thinking we're above making mistakes, trusting our own judgment, not wanting accountability, and wanting what we want. There's a better way. The warning that I would want to leave with you is that deceptive cycles start way too easily. So, be alert. Be involved in self-assessing. Be in prayer. To avoid them. 1 Peter 5, 7 through 9 talks a lot about being alert, self-assessing, and in prayer to live a good, alive, and active life. People who are in the habit of asking good questions are usually three things. They all start with an S. First of all, they're usually a self-starter. Second of all, they're very often self-assessors. And Almost without fail, they are solution seekers. Plus, one more, they trust God. 
Answering questions, good questions, is critical in order to have an alive and active life. So you can ask your questions, but you need to answer them too. And honest answers prepare you to change and to heal. You can't just love your way into good habits. You need a good action plan. It's work. God wants you to use your head, to engage your heart, and to obey His Word. I want to read to you an excerpt about deceptive cycles. It is taken out of one of my books, Sharpshooting Your Bronze Bow. You can check that out on our website. It's a great study through the book of Matthew, short and sweet. But this particular excerpt gets into deceptive cycles and breaking free. But first, let me describe an incredible marksman who has a reputation of skill and accuracy as he shoots his way into the human heart. That's what the book uh, Sharpshooting Your Bronze Bow has to do with this marksman and how you can become a marksman too. Well, that marksman, as you might have guessed, is Jesus. He is the earth's best sharpshooter. He's brilliant perfect in holiness, accurate in every shot into the human condition. He's direct, loving, and kind. He sharpshoots a common human cycle, the deceptive cycle. It is so easy to get hooked into deception, even for a seasoned, healthy adult. This cycle sneaks in and it clouds thinking skills. It limits your creative troubleshooting and it pulls a person down. It affects your well-being, your perspective, your habits, and your relationships. So that's a little bit about sharpshooting and the best sharpshooter on the earth. Now I'd like to read the excerpt. The human heart is prone to sin. When it is not surrendered and not focused on Jesus, all manner of evil rises. It starts a little at a time, becoming a greater presence with each deceptive cycle. The conscience is seared and the heart desensitized. Relationships are broken. Then one day you ask, how did I get here? The enemy has crafty strategies to target body, soul, and spirit. Here's how. Body. He targets areas of your flesh and this world. He uses comforts and pleasures. Soul. He throws your aim off with status, possessions, and accomplishments. Spirit. He deceives you to focus your crosshairs away from God. Your mind is actively involved in all three of these human components body, soul, and spirit. You engage in processes like justifying, judging, wanting, defending, fighting, ignoring, shutting down, etc. All of these are outlets of fear, of insecurity, pride, and deception. What's the fix? Humble yourself before the Lord, and He will lift you up. After humbling yourself comes the step of renewing your mind in Scripture. 
And then following that, you must work out your salvation. In other words, do what the Word says. This is posturing correctly with God. Finally, God does what only He can. He literally forms you into His character as you partner with Him. The miracle? It's transformation. Many life conditions are the result of hardened hearts, especially in close relationships. Hardness of heart breaks down intimacy, and relationships end. Okay, that was the excerpt from Your Bronze Bow, Sharpshooting. We're going to talk about your part in breaking free. So what is your part? What should you do when you realize that you're in a deceptive cycle, no matter how small that cycle may seem? There are four steps that will really help you get free. Here we go. Number one, be honest with yourself and with God. Humble yourself to call the cycle what it is. Stop justifying and explaining. Disarm the deceptive cycle by identifying it. Number two, renew your mind in Scripture. The Bible is full of directives and promises. Scripture principles set you free when you apply them. Why not use God's training manual for your life training? Let God show you how to apply His Word. Number three, do what the Word says. Many know the Word and they talk about it, but they miss the power of the Word. They just know and talk. But Jesus said, Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. He said that through His faithful servant who wrote in James Chapter 1, verse 22. And then number four of your part is to participate in your miracle. If you really want an alive and active life, partner with God. You do your part, and He will do His part. So what is God's part? How does He do what no one else can You actually need his part to get out of the deceptive cycle and live an alive and active life. Well, he does four things, too. First of all, God's word, it's power, it's help, instruction, encouragement. Take it in each day like a daily vitamin. It's his life on paper. Number two, God's part. If your conscience is seared, damaged, Sincerely ask God to heal it. Then do what pleases Him, and He will heal your conscience and your heart. God does that part. Number three, never assume that you are doing your part on your own. Your strength comes from God. He even helps you do your part. He empowers you. And number four, That miracle transformation that we talked about? Well, when you obey without quitting, you see yourself becoming the person that you've always wanted to be. This may be the first glance that you've actually had 
into the person that God created you to be. It's rather exciting to see the character of Jesus being formed in you. So what is the application here as we talk about deceptive cycles and how to break free? Well, after everything that I've brought to you and all the questions, the good questions and the good answers that we have presented and discussed today in our podcast, all of that content, all of that material really means nothing unless, well, I'm just going to ask you two questions. Will you let God do His part? And will you do your part? You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources, including books and eBooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.